Welcome to Hello Health Today, where health is a leadership strategy. I'm Dr. Carmen Mohan. Before we get started with our planned content today, I just wanted to thank all of you who have shared this podcast with your friends. We've been getting great feedback to our bonus content here in our extended season two. Please remember to rate and review us. It helps keep us going. We need you. We appreciate you. And we're so glad to have you listening. So if you'd like to support the show, please, please share it, rate it, review it, click the subscribe button if you haven't already. Now, on with the show. I have on conference call with me today a friend and Hello Health advisor, Liz Mikulchik. She's here as part of our Leaders Under Fire series to talk about her life being a new mother and marketing executive in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. Liz, welcome to the show. Hey, Carmen. Great to be here. So let me introduce Liz more fully. Liz has been working in the healthcare communications industry for over 14 years. She's a VP management director at Area 23, which is based in New York City. Her expertise is in healthcare advertising, helping pharmaceutical companies commercialize their products by partnering with them to develop go-to-market strategies and execution plans. Most recently, she's been leading efforts for the launch for the blockbuster shingles vaccine, Shingrix, in the U.S. market. She currently lives in Minneapolis, Minnesota with her partner, Matt, and her six-month-old daughter, Auden. Liz, thank you again so much for taking this time to talk with me. I know you are so, so busy. (laughs) I'm glad to be here. This is, I'm very excited. So how are things in Minneapolis for you? Are you still adjusting since the move from New York? So I'm definitely still adjusting to life in Minneapolis. Like since I have, since day one of moving here, it has been transition after transition after transition. So, you know, I think first was leaving New York City. You know, I had been living there for 17 years, a well-established professional network and personal network. And, you know, made the decision with my partner to move to Minneapolis because that's where he's from and he's running a business out here. And then shortly after moving here, um, about three weeks or so to be exact, found out that I was pregnant. So not only was just readjusting to life in a new city and new state and a kind of new way of working with my company, um, I was pregnant and having to navigate that. And then, you know, my daughter was born in October. So certainly that puts life on, flips it on its head. And then, you know, not even to mention what's going on now with COVID-19. So it really, I would, I would say that I'm still transitioning. <laughs> no kidding. What a whirlwind. Seriously. Mm-hmm. How's your dad? I know you're really close to him. Mm-hmm. My dad is good. You know, with everything that's happening with COVID-19 and, and travel being restricted, you know, we do our best to stay in touch and, you know, we're get on FaceTime and kind of make sure that we, we're staying close that way. But, you know, it, it really realize like how long this like pandemic might potentially kind of last and how long we may need to kind of stay at home. Uh, it just realized that, you know, I may not see him for like a really long time. And, um, we were just talking the other day and he made the comment and he was, he said, he's like, you know, he's like, I probably won't see odd until our first birthday. And I was like, no, that can't possibly. And then I was like, oh my God, that, that actually might be true. Oh, you gosh. know? So, you know, on, you know, it's, it's just, so it's sad. So we're doing the best that we can, but it's, you know, it's unfortunate. Um, on the other side of things, I'm actually, my mother and her husband live here in Minneapolis. They recently moved and, you know, we just recently allowed kind of visitation rights, if you will, for them to come into the house. Like they had been self quarantining and they're very good about, uh, staying at home and, and, 
you know, not socializing with other people. So that is like probably the first people that we've actually introduced into our lives since, since the kind of uh, shelter in place orders went into effect. Wow. It's just so much, isn't it? So before COVID-19 upended our lives, mm-hmm. what was life like for you? You're, you're a new parent. You're going to head back to work. What, what was it like? I mean, had yeah. the whirlwind ended or was it still like that? Like, I think, I think still, I feel like I have just been trying to navigate like what life has been throwing at me just day after day after day. And, you know, all of it's welcomed and it's, it's great. Like everything, everything that has been happening in my life has been for the better. I'm, I'm, you know, just probably the happiest that I've ever been and the most contented I've ever been, but it hasn't been easy. You know, I think, you know, as I mentioned, you know, just, just trying to navigate through all these transitions that happened within, within a year within 365 days it's there has I don't know if I've actually found my normal quite frankly you know every every few months it's like okay I figured out this normal and then things shift and then having to figure it figure it back out again and uh you know I think navigating pregnancy having baby then then going back to work um, so just as soon as I think I have something figured out, it turns out something else happens and I don't. <laughs> I don't know if this is true for you or not, but I found mothering to be absolutely the hardest job I've ever undertaken. Yeah. It, it feels like my heart is walking around outside of my chest. Yeah. It, uh, I, it, it's, I never knew the amount of joy and love that I would feel as a mother like you, you kind of know, like people tell you these things and, and they're like, oh, it's, it's the best job in the world. It's the hardest job in the world. But like, you know, cons- until you're actually in it, you, you don't really start to even realize like what it all, what it all entails and what it means and sort of the gravity of it. The gravity of the position I think is also important because like, you know, you're in charge of this t- person's well-being for the rest of their lives. <laughs> so it's, I, I adore it. I adore, I wake up every day. My she brings joy to my life every single day. I wouldn't trade anything for the world, but it's, you know, there's definitely um, some trying times and, and you just do your best to kind of keep going. She's cutie. She's a super cutie. <laughs> oh, the cutest. <laughs> One of the reasons we actually asked you to join our board of advisors mm-hmm. is you have great insight for our marketing strategy, but also because you have a background in nutrition. So mm-hmm. I bet that's coming in useful right now. Mm-hmm. Is is Auden moving towards baby food? What's she doing? She is. She is. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's, it's the most it's like the hilarious, it's hilarious. It's just so cute to watch her like explore life and explore it through food. So we, today was avocados. Um, mm, avocados. <laughs> but she's been doing, she's been doing great. And we're just trying to be choiceful about like what we're, what we're giving her and like making sure that it's, it's just, you know, I've been trying to like make food at home for her. Right. So we're going to, we're just trying to like lay the foundations as best we know how and best possible so that she forms like a positive relationship with foods and has like, like a healthy palate. So amazing. So I have to ask um, the question all of our listeners are wondering, how did you actually prepare for the transition back to work? Like, was it ever on your mind that you didn't want to go back? Um, You know, honestly, I always knew I was going to go back to work. So even when I was pregnant, people would ask, 
do you think you'll go back to work afterwards? Yeah, I, the answer was yes. Um, I just knew, I just knew that this was, I was definitely going to go back to work. And, and then, you know, when people, when I would say that people would respond and be like, well, you don't really know, see how you feel when you get to the point where you have to make the decision. And I was like, well, sure. But I, I know, <laughs> I, I was like, I know this is coming back to work. Um, well, work isn't like a hundred percent of my identity. It's part of my identity. And there's, there's something that I get from it in terms of the growth and the success and the learnings. And so that's important as part of, uh, it's, it's an important part of me that I need to feed and be mindful of. So, you know, I knew that I was going to go back to work. And I think what I was worried the most about was just trying to figure out how to be like superwoman at work and how to try to be super mom at home. And, you know, can you do both? And, you know, I think the short answer is no, but you try to do like the best you can. Well, it's the epitome of the juggling life mm-hmm. is the epitome. <laughs> yeah. So has becoming a mother changed your perspective on women in leadership in corporate America? Uh, I have a lot more respect for uh, women who are mothers, you know, because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And um, uh, I think some of my kind of perspective on how I manage my, my team and some of the kind of how I approach things has actually changed. And I think in certain respects, it's actually making me a little more sensitive than I had been in the past. So I, I'm actually, I'm very thankful for some of the lessons that I'm learning here in life. Wow. Yeah. It's a doozy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so were you, let's see, how old was Auden before you headed back to work? She was, so I stayed home about four and a half months. Nice. Yeah. Um, so she, I, I just stayed home as long as I could because I mm-hmm. knew that this was like a, in my mind, I was like, this is like a one-time deal. You know, I'm, I will not have this time. So let me just stay at home as long as I possibly can. So she was probably almost five months by the time that I went back. Mm-hmm. And so I have to ask, were you setting aside time for good self-care before you headed back to work? I had gotten in a bit of a routine. So she, I, I had started working out again. You know, like my body was starting enough time wow. to pass. And so I started to kind of, my body started to feel like my own a little bit. And um, so I was getting up at 4.30 in the morning and taking like, uh, taking an orange theory class like at 5 a.m. Because that was just, it was just early enough that she wasn't quite waking up and that I could go take the class, get back home and then kind of take care of her in, in the morning. So that was, that was a little bit of a routine that we had started, um, And then, you know, certainly when the work actually happened, then that changed. And so now, you know, strategies had to change to adjust. Yeah. It's just one thing after another. So, right. Are we saying the only thing you were doing for good self-care was exercising? Exercise is number one. Um, I think, you know, and then you mentioned like my nutritional background. So food is always key for me. Mm -hmm. Um, We try our best to eat as healthy as we possibly can. And, you know, listen, sometimes, sometimes pizza works its way into the, into the diet, but you know, that's, you try to make that an occasional thing, not a, not an every night thing. So I think we, from as best we possibly can, we just try to eat like whole foods and just try to incorporate vegetables as much as possible. And, you know, we've got a few like little techniques that we've employed in our life here in our household to um, ensure that that happens. So, you know, for one thing that we do, um, which I am even more appreciative now, actually with what's happening with COVID-19, than I was back then, but like we have a, we do like a meal kit order once a week. Oh, cool. And the 
blessing with that, <laughs> as silly as this is going to sound, but um, for one thing, I don't have to think about what's for dinner a few nights of the, out of the week. So the decision is made. It's what what's in the kit or something or whatever we kind of chose early on. It's fairly uh, straightforward to incorp- to create and so that Matt can do it. So he just sees us to tell me I'm making dinner. So I'm, I'm going to, I've got this covered. So it's again, oh gosh, like that. I love that man. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, we chose the, the meal subscription that we have is like a vegan one. So not that we're necessarily vegan in our household, but it's just like another avenue to just to get more vegetables in and more kind of healthy choices. So it's, it's just an easy way that we just one additional strategy that we've used to make sure that we're like eating healthy and taking care of our bodies during this time. Wonderful. So Liz, I know you're a regular listener of Hello Health today. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take some time right now to walk through the Hello Health framework for leaders under fire. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are you game? I'm ready. Okay. So the first step when we're beginning to design our plan for good self-care is to name the causes of stress. So you're already having to juggle your responsibilities of work and family for the first time. And I'm guessing that the juggling is more of a cause of stress than the actual responsibilities either at work or at home. Is that right? That's fair. I think there's something to be said about the mental load that women are having to carry at this time. And if you're a new, if you're a new mother or a mother in general, um, you're back at work, you're running the household, you know, there's, the mental load is big and you may not necessarily be executing on, on all aspects of everything, but just the simple fact that like a lot of the decisions kind of rest in my camp and a lot of the management like rests in my camp. And that's, it's that in and of itself is a lot. Can you, can you tell me more about that? Um, it sounds like you're referring to a high cognitive load. Like you mean like a lot of new information needs to be processed? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's because right now, um, you know, pre, pre child, right. The things that we had to worry about was like, well, making sure that, you know, we have uh, dinner manages to get onto the table and then my work needs to get done. Right. And then, you know, now having a kid into the mix. So there's everything that's related to the childcare, you know, making sure that, you know, if she gets, if she gets sick, what needs to get done? How does she like, what's her routine? How does, how do we operate, um, with her through this new routine, you know, just even just the simple things like we talked about her, like inter- being introduced to foods. Well, yeah. those decisions have to be made and yeah. how are you going to do it? And what are you going to do? And, and a lot of that like rests, rests in my camp. Um, so that cognitive load of like having to think through of like, okay, so processing all the information, having to make decisions, having to, to you know, kind of like, like map out, like what's the plan of action. So I do that in our, in our, our home life. So that's just general kind of like house maintenance. Like what are we, how are we operating things at, at home? Like, you know, just simple cleaning and restocking the groceries and, and then all the decisions that come with like with the childcare. Um, and then, you know, not to mention work. And then there's also like kind of the, you know, my partnership with Matt as well. So it's, you know, all these things kind of like rattle around your brain and you just, I kind of constantly have this like million item long list of things that need to get done or need to get communicated. And, and, um, you know, it's, you're always where you're always on, like in the past, there would be opportunities for, I think for like, kind of like downtime and breaks and, and, and be able to like kind of clear your head because there was less to think about and less to do. And now when there's, when more has been added to the plate, um, you know, it, everything is amplified. 
Yeah. Well, I love that. Um, I love it that you're, you're mentioning it's not just the responsibility, it's the actual thinking, processing, and the communication, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes the coordination too, right? Mm-hmm. Like getting everything onto the schedule. It's like a separate amount of time that we hardly ever talk about that I think is really specific to le- women in leadership. Absolutely. 100%. You're, you're not, Liz, you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people right now um, working remotely is is new for them, but you were always planning to work remotely, right? Yeah, I was, you know, so I was living in New York City. So I was obviously kind of going into the office when I was in New York City. So when the decision came for Matt and I to be in the same place, uh, I went to my company and kind of asked them whether I could work remotely. And so, you know, they, they kindly obliged and said, you know, sure, we, we could put you in Alaska. We know that you would get the, get the job done. So they, that was a big compliment, I think, in a way, because a lot of people at, the, at our company don't necessarily work from home or didn't work from home at the, at the time. So when I moved to Minneapolis, um, I was able to keep my same job. But then you're figuring out your new norm, right? So I now had to navigate an, uh, a situation where everybody in my team is still back in the office, is still back in New York City, and I'm the one person in Minneapolis. And you know my clients are in Philadelphia, and I'm in Minneapolis. So how do you how do you kind of like establish yourself while working remotely? And it took time and it took a lot of effort. Um, you know, you find yourself like over communicating um, more, even more so than you ever did before when you were just in the office and you were able to have these just simple like kind of drive by conversations. So it, you know, I, I'm appreciative that I had that experience early on when I moved here because it's serving me really well right now as we're navigating COVID because now everybody's working remotely. You know what? There's one thing to be grateful for as you were going through all these changes, at least the work remotely thing wasn't, wasn't added on to that. Silver oh, linings. So, silver linings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how are you working effectively from home? Do you have an office that's like just for you? I do. Um, so earlier, pre-COVID-19, I actually had an opportunity to go into an office. So, you know, our company, Area 23, is actually part of like a larger media holding company, IPG, and they they have a sister company here in Minneapolis. And so just through the network, I was able to get a desk at the sister company here in Minneapolis. So I was going into the office every day. And, you know, I think that was just important for me to be able to separate my personal life from my professional life in that way, because being at home and working at home, you know, with, with my child, you know, I, I just want to play with her. <laughs> so it, I needed to like get out of the house and to, to go to this, go to the office in order to kind of like just, just shift my mindset, get into work mode, get what I need to get done and then come back home and enjoy kind of my personal life. So now with COVID-19, that's, that's definitely changed. So what we've done is, you know, our, our bedroom, one of the bedrooms here in, in the house, we turned that into the office. And that is, um, now I have like a whole setup here. So just try to replicate what I had at work. Um, and set it up here at home so that I can just kind of keep, keep the same kind of like mindset that I'm going into work. We even joke, we even joke about like, or like, how can I commute to work? Like Matt, Matt's like, why don't you just walk out the front door and then walk in the back door? And that's like, you commute to work. (laughs) You know, we we joked about it, but it's actually, it's actually not a bad idea because like you just, you got it right. You got to find a way to transition from one mode to the next. And especially for us, you know, working from home, 
when your life just, when the edges bleed, where one thing just kind of like transitions into the next without like an actual like break or pause between that, you just don't know when, when one life ends and the next begins. Absolutely. I love that phrase, when the edges bleed. That is definitely something that resonates with me. I, I identify as a juggler also, just so you know, mm-hmm. and I just, that definitely resonates. So yeah. um, being able to transition, figuring out how to transition when it's not part of the natural path of the day, because everything is right there at home has been mm-hmm. quite something. So how long had you been back at work before the pandemic hit? Probably about a month. Yeah, not long. I, I was hearing that. Okay, so all the balls are in the air. You're <laughs> sitting there, you're juggling. So, okay, I think we found a lot of sources of stress. <laughs> <laughs> just, just from toggling, you know, just from making those um, bigger decisions. And it's like a constantly negotiating things. It's very much, I mean, you really do exemplify what um, what people who identify as jugglers are, are naming. It's like, it's not necessarily stressful if you just had one of those things. Mm-hmm. It's all of them together. That's mm-hmm. the issue, right? Sure. So the next step in terms of our framework for today is to assess where you are in terms of resiliency. Mm-hmm. So I have to ask, um, how charged was your personal battery before COVID-19 became a pandemic? Um, you know, <laughs> I've been on this ever long quest to recharge my batteries because I know how important it is. But, you know, if I'm being honest, uh, they probably weren't as charged as I'd want them to be. Um, you know, I think just going back, like just what my life has looked like for the last, you know, year and change is that it's just been one transition after the next. And it's been trying to figure out that new norm. And so, um, it's just, just when you kind of get on the cusp of like thinking you have everything figured out, something changes. And then, so you've got to, then you've got to re-navigate life and how you operate in it and find new ways of self-care and find new ways to kind of recharge that battery. And, you know, I think what I fall back on a lot, and this just, you know, when I heard this for the first time, when I heard you give the master the restart presentation for the first time, like it's just, it's just been very kind of um, pivotal in my life because it reminds me that you can start small and those small changes can make meaningful and big impacts in the long term. And, you know, while some people have the ability to kind of just maintain that trajectory of self-care and, and you know, kind of, yeah, it's they follow this great like linear line with it and they're always kind of checking that box on a day-to-day basis, you know, I think for me and probably for a lot of women in, in this position, you know, it's an up and down thing. And there are some weeks where I'm nailing it. And there's some weeks where I'm not. And, uh, you know, as soon as the, as soon as I get into that lull, it's, it's sometimes it's like hard to figure out like, okay, well, how do you get back in the routine of things? And so mastering the restart, the concept behind that is just, has been, um, something that I've anchored on because I will just look at it and be like, all right, I'm just going to get outside for a five minute walk. And if that's all I can do, then that's all I can do. And that's okay. Because what it ultimately is, is it's a foothold into reestablishing the routine again. Yeah. You know, gosh, I'm so glad that 
that concept within the Hello Health system, Master the Restart, has been helping you because, I, first of all, I love you and I want to see you feel better um, as soon as possible. And I'm, I'm really glad it's been useful to you. Um, just for our listeners, if you're interested in that particular Hello Health concept that Liz is referring to called Master the Restart, we did um, a podcast this season, actually. It's episode six. Um, so check that out. Thanks, Liz, for letting me put just a little mm-hmm. bit of that um, reference in. <laughs> so you're getting out as, as often as you can um, to get those walks in. Um, I I wonder if there are certain kinds of stress now that your team in, in New York is enduring. You know, are you are you having to cope with help them cope with some of their stresses? Mm-hmm. You know, you try. It's. Like there's a fine line, I think, with this. Um, you want to, I want to be there, and I want to be supportive for my team in all the ways that I possibly can be. And everybody's journey is a little bit different with it, with what's happening with COVID nineteen. You know, everybody's in a little bit of a different place. Everybody's handling it a little differently. And um, you know, as as a leader, you know, try to be sensitive to kind of where folks are at and try to respond in a way that kind of accommodates, you know, what their needs are. And sometimes, sometimes it means like just not talking about it, quite frankly, you know, it's, it is something that's on everybody's mind. It's, it's, it's what everybody's experiencing. And sometimes you just need like distraction. And so sometimes it's like taking a step back and like saying like, all right, guys, let's, let's just kind of move on. Let's focus on something, something different for a change. And then, um, I think also what's important to note, and this just happens in general as a manager, is that everybody's got different needs and learning to adapt to what those people's needs are and tailoring how you kind of connect with them, how you work with them, how you, how you manage to meet those needs. Um, you know, I think that holds true here during COVID-19 as it, as it did even before the pandemic hit. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, everything's changed so much that everything's still the same. (laughs) Yeah. Let's move on to um, step three in terms of uh, the framework for self-care. So let's actually move towards build your tent. And what we mean by um, when we talk about building your tent is there's so many responsibilities, so much that the juggler has to do. We're looking for kind of a place and time where you get a reprieve from the stress. And the first strategy we're asking every leader to deploy is to insert pauses inside every day. We recommend a minimum of two pauses. So Liz, I have to ask, are you incorporating the first three steps for the tripod tent? So they are Mm -hmm. do one thing for yourself. First thing in the morning, write down your wins, invest in sleep. Um, You know, this is something that I'm incorporating into my life and it's taking, it's, you know, it's a slow start. It's taking its time, but I, every morning I do try to take a moment just to kind of like pause and have a little bit of quiet time actually before the day begins. And whether that comes before my daughter wakes up (laughs) or afterwards, (laughs) uh, that changes day to day. But I think just taking a moment, just kind of sit down and just, just pause and just have a moment just to be, just to be quiet. Um, is just is certainly something that I'm starting to incorporate with that because it, I think when, as we talked about like mental load and this cognitive load that like women carry, 
you know, you have to sometimes just have to clear your head because it can get overwhelming. And, and, and certainly, you know, having a moment just to kind of take, be a little bit reflective helps to put things in perspective. And so I try to take a little bit of time in the morning to do that before my day begins. And then are you writing down your wins for the day? Like kind of like what got done? I think that comes, well, it certainly comes at the end of the day when, you know, I think my partner and I, we sit down and we like just kind of chat through like, all right, so how did the day go? What happened? What was good? And so we're able to share like wins at that moment in time. And it's, it's good because it feels good because the wins come in all different formats, right? Like it would be like, a, I just had a great meeting at work or, and he's like, Auden took an awesome nap. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is he doing the childcare right now? Matt is doing a lot of the childcare right now. So he's, he's making dinner Mm -hmm. and he's, and he's doing childcare. Yeah. Well chosen. Well chosen. (laughs) (laughs) You know, know, what's happened with COVID-19, like our, our household dynamic has changed. So, you know, his business, which focuses on getting people together and, and sharing experiences, you know, in, in a shelter in place environment, you know, that he can't operate at this moment in time. So things are just, his business had to, you know, shut down for the time being. And so with that happening and with our kind of like our health, uh, with our childcare system being on pause, you know, now we keep Auden at home. Um, so a lot of the, the childcare is um, kind of, Matt has taken a, a much more, a much bigger role than, than in the past with that, because my work has gotten really busy because we're like in reactive mode with what's happening in healthcare and things on his end have stepped back. So like we've had this, it's kind of this, been this shift in dynamics where it's almost like as if he's on paternity leave and I'm the one going to work. Wow. That's, that's so interesting. Oh my goodness. So wait, is that baby sleeping through the night? Uh, oh, oh no, <laughs> no. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. So wait, who's doing the heavy lift at night? Is are you are you sharing the Q one call? <laughs> I think it's. I think it's. It's. You know, that's kind of falling a bit to me, and that's probably because my heart's a little softer, and I just <laughs> when I hear her like if she's if she's crying or upset, you know, it just it's something that I I just kind of breaks my heart. And so I just have to go in and check, check on her. Whereas I think Matt would be probably be a little bit more like, just, just give it a few more minutes, just wait it out. I'm like, uh, I don't know that if I struggle with that a little bit, I have to be honest. Oh, I understand completely. You know, mine didn't sleep through the night till they were like mm-hmm. five years old. So may you be blessed yeah. with children who sleep, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think about that from time to time because, you know, on the nights where she actually sleeps through the night and you just wake up and you're like, wow, I, f- I think I slept for like a hundred years. That was amazing. And then the days when, when she doesn't, and you know, you're, you just maybe put piece together like five hours of sleep if you're, if you're lucky and then you're operating on like, you know, just coffee just to make it through the day. Um, I just, and thinking about that for f- five years, you know, I'm, I'm navigating six months right now, so I'm, I'm in a, you're you're superwoman in my book. Oh, you know what? Everyone wonders why I keep telling people to invest in sleep, and you have to be sleep deprived in order to understand how valuable it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when you do get those five hours of sleep only, are you able to get a nap in, or uh, in in any way try to catch up, or is it just it's just not in the cards? Um. Sometimes, sometimes every once in a while, like maybe like on the weekend or something like that, if she has like a long nap, like we may just 
lay down and, and kind of just try to catch some shut eye while she's sleeping. Um, other than that, like I just try to choose, I try to, I try to be intentional and be like, okay, so if I didn't sleep a lot on this day and this day, like, all right, so on Tuesday night, I'm going to bed at nine 30. Yeah. Nice. And just try to, just try to be like, really be too, I just vocalize it, <laughs> make a plan and try to stick to the plan of like picking a couple of nights that you're going to go to bed early. And, you know, I think right now with, with what's happening with, with work, you know, work is really busy. And, um, so I find myself, you know, waking up early in the morning, doing a little bit of work, kind of helping to manage, like getting on and up and, and ready in the morning. Um, Matt takes on the childcare for a majority of the day. Then at night after, after we kind of go through her kind of, um, nighttime routine and she goes back to sleep, I actually like end up logging back in and doing a little bit of work at night. And so that has just really like pushed my bedtime out. And on the days when she sleeps through the night, that's okay. But on the days she doesn't sleep through the night, you know, you, you, you feel it in the morning. And so I I try to say like, okay, so I know maybe on Thursday, it's going to be a little bit of a lighter work day for me. I'm not going to have to work at night. So let's make sure that I get to bed like early and just pick days to recharge. Oh, you're doing so well. I'm so impressed. I, I, I'm so impressed. So, you know what? I, I'm going to count that as like super, super well done. Um, <laughs> super <laughs> well <you>. done. <laughs> Thank you for being an exemplar among women. Oh my goodness. I love that. I like how, how you flex and how you see it as a need and how you take steps to try to make it happen. It's amazing. Um, it's why you're smiling right now. Thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) So it sounds like to me, you know, those first three requirements, which we're suggesting to everyone are filled. So are you ready to build a two person tent? It's the next kind of like build up in terms of the Mm -hmm. hello health prescription for jugglers. And what we're telling folks is we want you to add two more poles to the tripod tent and create space inside your self-care for more than just yourself inside your tent. So we've been telling jugglers like you to add sun and solitude to their Mm -hmm. self-care plans by taking a 45-minute walk outside every day. Mm -hmm. So for you, I know that you like to go for walks. Do you take baby in a stroller? I do. I do as much as I can. And especially now with the weather starting to get nice here in Minnesota, that is an opportunity that I just really, really look forward to. So I just, I take on and I put her in the bob and then I just get outside and I don't, I don't always know which direction I'm going to go, but I just know that I'm going to go as fast as I can go <laughs> just to get some of that energy out and, um, you know, enjoy the, enjoy the fresh air and enjoy the opportunity to, you know, clear my head really, because at that moment in time, I, I shut down from work. You know, I shut down from kind of decisions that have to be made inside the house. Um, it's really just about enjoying kind of being outdoors, enjoying the time with my daughter, kind of feeling like getting some physical movement in and, um, and just using it as a little bit of a reset. And, you know, it's not quite happening for me every day, but, um, I'm definitely trying to do it a few times a week and, and ramp that up even more. Could you use a little more time to yourself? Yeah. 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 I think the short answer is yes. And I'm, I'm also, um, an introvert. And so, you know, introverts recharge by needing downtime and as opposed to extroverts who recharge by social interaction. And so 
that downtime, which was, is a really critical part for my own kind of like recharge and self-care and and kind of like mental well-being, is pretty limited right now. And I'm, I am thankful for how like, you know, amazing my partner is because there are times when I just tell him like, Hey, I just need, I just need time or I need this. And he's like, I got it. You do what you need to do. I'll take care of things. And you know, it's, it's, Number one, am I like needing to recognize that I've gotten to that point where I need to actually ask for it, and then being thankful for the the person that's in my life who's willing to accommodate it and and, and grant it. Do you think it's important to have a backstage as a leader? Do you know what I mean? Like uh, you're saying you're an introvert, so you need that time to yourself. But is there room for one more person, like in your self care plan? In terms of like connect the next thing we're telling folks is especially people who identify as juggling um we tell them create a backstage by reaching out to someone that they trust and use their brains to help them problem solve but for you you're saying that you really recharge when you're on your own and so i wonder if that's pretty relevant for you or like does that apply at all you still need that even despite needing to for me when i'm just recharging with a bit of downtime you need to it's the, the women and people in my life, um, the people that I've built friendships with, the people that I've built kind of like my professional network where like, I, I have to reach out to those people and lean on them when I need extra help. And it's, it's great. Even before this podcast this is an example, like I reached out to my girls from, from New York and I was just like, Hey guys, like, this is what, this is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing this interview with podcast and, you know, just for them to cheer me on helps me, you know, kind of kind of be like mentally prepared for kind of what life, what life provides. And they, these women among others are actually folks that I need to kind of bounce ideas off of or give me advice, or it's an opportunity. They, they're a place where I can share my life experiences and what I'm going through. And even if I'm not seeking necessarily advice, like they have just really poignant things to say and share that help me kind of either appreciate the moment or navigate the moment. And, um, that is, that's critical. Well, let's give a shout out to New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I didn't even think to ask you if you know folks um, enduring the pandemic there in the city. Yeah. Well, you probably do, huh? Right. And, you know, they've ranged from people that I'm friends with who've actually gotten COVID-19 um, and been fine. It had had just like were those, wow. those folks who kind of had the those like some of the symptoms where they like lost the sense of smell, but other than that felt okay. Um, and then, you know, others who've had like immediate family members who've gone through this and we've even had people, you know, at, at our company who've experienced this. So it's, it's really, um, no one is walking away from this untouched. Yeah. Gosh, I'm so sorry. And yet they, they're in your backstage with you. Mm -hmm. Um, and it sounds like you guys are not commiserating. There's too much to keep going, huh? You all are problem solving. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> um, so I think you've answered so many of my questions. Um, I guess I have one more kind of thing to ask, mm-hmm. and that is, and you've, you've kind of answered it throughout here, but... If you had just one more thing to say about how using the Hello Health system has enhanced your decision making during these really times of crisis, 
what Hello Health has done for me is it reminds me of the importance of taking care of myself because the impact that that has is broader reaching than you think. Because if I'm able to do little things for myself, then it makes me a better mother, makes me a better partner, I become a better manager, I do better work. And it's hard, it's really hard to carve out time for yourself because you, number one, where are the extra minutes to do it? And two, you feel selfish, I think. I think people, some people struggle with a bit of guilt. I certainly struggle with a little bit of guilt because you're like, well, I should be doing X, Y, I know I should be washing the dishes or I should be writing this presentation or I should be doing something else rather than kind of prioritizing my own well-being. So Hello Health is just really like more than ever has just elevated the importance of that because of the effect that it um, it has on myself and the people around me. Well, well, you know what? Thank you so much, Liz, for being part of this journey for our company. We certainly appreciate all of your contributions and especially your time right now. And we've come to, um, action steps for today. Mm -hmm. Liz, what would you recommend for us? So if I had to think about um, like, what would I recommend to a new mom who's also ambitious about her career? Like, what would be some action steps for that? Because that's the place that I'm in right now. And I don't think that's something that we, that often gets talked about. Uh, I think number one is to find your bench. Like, who do you go to for help? And that can be in a lot of different formats, right? Like, as you talked about, like that backstage, right? Who are the people that you, you need to go to for advice? Who are the people that can help you with childcare? You know, um, who are the people who can, that you just need to kind of be able to vent to, you know, like just, I would say define your, your bench and what, uh, what the expectations are with them. You know, that's number one, like know who you can go to. Um, number two is be clear about your boundaries. And that's easier said than done. I struggle with that. But as I get as I get older um, and as I get more experienced, I'm I'm better about understanding like where to say no and you know where it's important to kind of put my energy. And so if you if you just get a better sense of like where those boundaries are, um, I think that also kind of helps you kind of like build like structure your your life in a way that allows you to kind of have those opportunities to recharge and still be present in the way that you want to be present for others. And then I think number three is uh, setting your intentions about your career. I think especially now, like especially now with what's happening with COVID-19 and for the folks who are working from home like me, um, you, I, the best way I can say it is like, I feel like I'm on a hamster wheel. Like it's just, it's the same thing day in and day out. And it's so easy just to like, you know, all of a sudden pick your head up and you realize like six weeks have passed and you're like, well, wait, how, how did so much time pass? So being, setting like some, some goals, whether they're short-term or long-term about your career, like clearly stating that and revisiting that on a periodic basis grounds you on like what you want to do and, and the, and the trajectory that you're on. 
And if you know that you want to get promoted in like X amount of time, so just keep stating that out loud so that you can think about what you need to do in order to get there is important. And I think it's, it's easy just to get like, just caught in this whirlwind of like this, you know, rinse and repeat cycle that we're all in right now and time passes and then you're no further along than you were a few months ago or a year ago. I love that. I love that. So important. So interesting. And what I love best about it is you heard it here, folks, that you can be ambitious and be a new mom all at the same time, especially if you've got a really great self-care plan in action. So Liz, thank you for juggling this interview commitment along with all the (laughs) other balls you have in the air. Thank you for all you've been to Hello Health as a company. It's been a real privilege chatting with you today. Thank you. This has been fantastic, Carmen. Thank you so much. If you like what you hear on Hello Health today, please support this show. You can do that by taking some time right now to rate and review us. It helps other people find us. Subscribe now so Hello Health today is automatically loaded into your feed. Until next time, remember, today is good, even when we're under fire. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Because I am a medical doctor, it's important for me to tell you that nothing I say here in this podcast can substitute for your doctor's advice. My lawyers make me say the same thing this way. The contents of this podcast are neither intended nor implied to be relied on for medical diagnosis, care, or treatment concerning any individual. Under no circumstances does this podcast create a physician-patient relationship, nor does it constitute engagement in the practice of medicine or the provision of any healthcare service to an individual patient. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for professional diagnosis and treatment. Consult a healthcare provider before making any healthcare decisions or to obtain guidance about any medical conditions. The producers of this podcast expressly disclaimed responsibility and shall have no liability for any damages, loss, injury, or liability whatsoever suffered as a result of reliance on the information contained in this podcast.